exclusive. The opinions expressed in Nerds on the Left do not necessarily reflect those of the B&E Podcast Network or any affiliated podcast. Enjoy the show. to the next episode of Nerds on the Left. I'm Rodney. Melissa. Mike. Mara. So we have a full house today. The bitches are back. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Nasty women. Mm. Exciting show for you today. We got a lot of stuff coming out this week. And this was also the very, this is our first show after Trump's inauguration. So I know we've got some politics stuff that we need to catch up on. It's been a really busy week concerning politics. Um, But it's also been... You know, I don't fucking know what I'm doing. Go ahead, Mike. Okay. Uh, Anytime I'm stuck, I just throw Mike underneath <laughs> the bus. Because he's an asshole. Yeah. We've had a really busy time in, in you know, politics. We've had, you know, some really low lows, high highs. Um, we've also got a little bit to talk about on the nerd front we've got uh, monsters unleashed we're going to talk about yeah marvel's new miniseries which is a bit of a departure from what they've been doing standard so that's going to be fun uh mm-hmm. we have the power rangers trailer and the logan trailer we're going to talk about so you know we've got a full episode guys so let's get into it and it's uh, it's the red band trailer which in this case it stands for tons of blood which which one's the red band Power Rangers? No, that would be awesome. If there was a Red Band trailer for the Power Rangers movie, I'd watch the fuck out of that. Right. But no, it's the Logan movie, which yeah, is womp womp. turning out. I mean, let's just get into it. It's really looking like this is less of a Logan movie and more of an X-23 origin movie. Definitely. Which I'm excited about. Oh, yeah. It looks fantastic. Yeah. And if you don't know anything about X-23, which I don't know if you ladies do, uh, she's basically a clone of Wolverine. Um, she looks nothing like Wolverine. No. Just saying. Hugh Jackman, way more attractive than that yeah. little girl. He also has I a I would really hope you're not attracted yeah. to little girls. <laughs> okay, guys. Come on. I feel like that's... What are you, a Republican? A... <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't know if I can leave all that in, though. That was good, though. <laughs> I don't know if I can leave it in. It was so good. I'll listen to it later. <laughs> but no, the, the the trailer's looking awesome. This is the, this is the first one um, that's really shown us X-23 in action. Um, her murdering the fuck out of some Reavers. Yeah. Um, I, I, I couldn't be more excited. I think the first trailer that came out seemed very slow paced. And then the second trailer makes it look more like an action movie. Well, it seems like they wanted to sell the whole Wasteland thing. Yeah. In the first trailer. And then now, like, they're going to a convenience store. Yeah, like, confused, everything's fine. That confused me, too. Yeah, it, it's like... It's like maybe we're not in the wasteland. Maybe he's just he's isolated. like a hermit, and he lives out in the wasteland. But everybody else is fine. So uh, yeah, I was right with the you, Mike. Like it was very confusing. I mean, he looked like mutant Mad Max for a while, and now he's going into a gas station. Yeah, and he's just like, oh. And did you notice it was a Texas gas station? I just want <laughs> to. I did. I did whoop, notice whoop. that. Yeah. Okay, so maybe y'all's knowledge of comic books kind of tainted how you perceived the first trailer and so Mara and I we weren't you know we're not as into comic books as you guys were so it didn't seem like a wasteland no. like y'all are saying I didn't get that at well, all. I got more of just a he's in isolation by not necessarily that the world is dead. Well me personally if you if you had read the old man Logan See, that's series what I'm saying. like we hadn't but if you had that first that first trailer really sells it um, so, like, uh, me personally, I think they did it on purpose. Right. To, to throw, to throw the off. scent off. Mm-hmm. Um, because hype is such a big thing with new blockbusters. That's just my personal speculation. Right. Um, but I think they did it on purpose. And then on this one, they imagined that everyone would be so excited seeing X-23, which we are. Oh, yeah. That we, we completely forgive them for trying to trick us at the first trailer. All right. 
that's just me. Okay. From an outside perspective, like I haven't read Old Man Logan and Do yourself a favor. It, I'm super excited for this movie. Like it can't get here fast enough. And I like that we get a glimpse of kind of the chemistry between X23 and Logan. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be played out really well in the movie. Cuz just that little glimpse, I'm like, no, I buy it. Like So, is it going to be like a passing of the torch? It depends on what they decide to do and how much money they make. Mm, um, okay. You know, like, this is Hugh Jackman's last Wolverine movie. Like, are they passing it on to X-23? Mm-hmm. Is X-23 going to be the next Wolverine like she is in the comics? Because right now she is the all-new, all-different Wolverine. Like, she's going by the name Wolverine. Um, which which she deserves it. But also, I think this is a departure from the comic books in a really big way because we've never seen... Uh, like a preteen X twenty three, like in the comics, whenever we're introduced to her, she's already in her in her late teens, early twenties. Um, and I don't know if that's been retconned or what, but but that's where we initially see X twenty three. So now this is her and Wolverine having more of a father daughter relationship than they ever mm. had in the comics. In the comics, Wolverine was really like, "I've been where you've been," you know, like. He did try to impart some wisdom since he was transformed by the Weapon X program and she was transformed by a mysterious program. Well, I think we got that relationship in the first X-Men movie with her, him and Rogue. That's true. Like that paternal, like I've been there. Let That's me true. I just, this. this is different, though, because she's literally walking in his shoes. Right. Um, now, what we really I'm interested in seeing is, is she a clone of Logan or is she just a mutant that has similar powers in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? So I don't know if this is going to be a big departure, though, because it is being put out by Fox. And, and they're keeping things a little bit separated from like the Marvel continuity. We're all just not going to talk about Professor X dropping the F-bomb? I liked it. I'm 90 fucking years old. Yeah, it's like we've been on the road for... Th- this, I think the quote is, we've been on the road for three days and we've had one meal and two hours of sleep or something like that. He's like, she's 11. I'm 90 fucking years old. It, it was awesome. Like, I can't wait to see him as professor X. And I'm still wondering how, what's going on with the rest of the X-Men. Cause obviously there's, there's something there. But, yeah. And I've also heard, I can't remember where I heard this, but this might not be canon to the rest of the X films. Something. I, I really don't know. Mara, any, any thoughts? I just I'm really excited for it I think it looks fantastic and especially with not having a lot of background knowledge about it like I think you know it's going to be the Wolverine character you know that we know but a lot more of it a lot better because he's got this R rating so he can go a lot more Wolverine-ish right a lot further he can schnicked all he wants (laughs) everything that was inferred in the previous X-Men movies yeah like we get to see more grit out of his character, more you know rough edges, and so the fact that your hopes are complete are you know officially dashed about Logan being in a Deadpool movie or, or Hugh Jackman being in a Deadpool movie or Deadpool being in this movie. You does, shut your mouth. It could happen, right? That doesn't dampen your excitement at all. No, no. Jeff? I think it. I think it looks great, and I think I think so far i love it like i love professor x i love wolverine i love the gas station scene where he's just like no we don't do that yeah like, talking just... to a you know a troublesome and then, puppy and then he just steals a handful of beef jerky sticks like we still I, we don't kill I, well there is something i want to kind of address because i i saw some convincing um kind of conspiracy theory kind of stuff uh on the trailer which, if you remember, that one guy kind of uh, is about to attack her, and then it cuts to everybody watching, and they just hear screaming. Mm-hmm. I think it's some subtle editing there that she's actually carry out. She carries out that guy's severed head mm-hmm. because it looks like she's carrying something large, and then it uses a scene where she like throws handcuffs down in front of him. Yeah. yeah. But honestly, like it to me seemed like she had that guy's severed head and that's something that they're trying to keep hidden mm-hmm. so that you're like oh shit like a little girl with a severed head yeah exactly yeah. it's a little it's a little too hardcore even for a red band trailer yeah um anyway, i wanted to mention that because i thought it was interesting that they would cut the trailer like that mm-hmm. and cut that bit out and self-censor it so that you have a surprise in theaters yeah 
But uh, yeah, I can't wait to see that little girl murder some people. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I've got my fingers crossed. I'm really hoping because this is probably the last chance of me seeing a full frontal of him who Jackman is Wolverine. <laughs> That's what all you care about? All I care about. She just wants to see a schnicked. Just once. <laughs> That's pretty good. So going from anticipation to, at least on my part, disappointment, let's talk about the uh, Power Rangers trailer. Yeah, that was another trailer that dun, 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 really dun. came out of left field. So, yeah. And straight into the sewer for me because okay. Jesus. So I remember watching Power Rangers as a kid and I remember coming home and seeing it like after school. But I don't like, I remember there was the evil chick. Rita and, Repulsa. Rita Repulsa yeah, and Zed. But, but other than that, like, I don't remember details from it. I don't remember plot lines. I don't remember. And so this movie, like, I'm just kind of like, yeah. Like, I know there's supposed to be some big moments and fans, like the Goldie thing you guys were talking Goldar. about. Goldar. Goldar. <laughs> and, you know, the Rita Repulsa and all those. But it's just not striking those nostalgia chords for me. I mean, just some of, somewhat in like, oh, this is Power Rangers, but I, you know, a lot of the homage to plot lines of the past, it's just lost on See, me. See, for me, that's for you. For me, to me, um, Power Rangers, there was no other show other than maybe Ninja Turtles that encapsulates my childhood mm-hmm. more than Power Rangers. Yeah, I rushed home. Like, yeah. I ran from the bus. I mean, you ran. I did. As a child, I ran. Running. I mean, yeah. I remember really? enjoying it. I dressed up as the pink Power Ranger one year for Halloween. I think I did, too. Charlie dressed up as a White Ranger one day. Aww. I just had the White Ranger gloves that made the, it's morphin' time. I was also a big fan of watching power rangers when i was a kid but i didn't have any of the toys like i didn't have boy toys then you like weren't even a fan so i had this guy friend it was like my mom's best friend's son who was over there nice try i'll kick his ass you're fine there's no threat uh and i would play with his toys like i would go find his uh, power rangers toys and play with them they were my favorite like their heads flipped so they're like human and they flipped and they had a little helmet on. Yeah, and a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my big problem, and their chest was gigantic. Yes. Because mm. they had to fit in the head. <laughs> yes. I think I do remember those. Yeah. yeah. And they like all went in the cars and the cars all came together. Like those were the best toys. Yeah. I, I had a lot of the toys. And I, I remember one time I was playing real rough with some toys and my mom walked in and she goes, hey. Don't play rough like that. Those are really expensive. I was like, Santa brought these for me. She, she goes, oh, yeah. Santa spent All a right. lot of money on them. Well, still, don't, don't break them. <laughs> if I have to replace the one Santa got you. Yeah, I had nice. the big uh, the ninja zord with the frog and everything from the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like two feet See, tall or something that, like that. All of that just went over my head. Like, I remember yeah. they, they formed together and they made a Transformer-esque big thing but big thing but megazord yeah but details like i just don't remember them yeah i'm the same way and i think the four-year age gap between the girls and the boys here is the difference between the names and plot lines yeah like watching the trailer you want some mike no, you want a little adult. bit of yellow play-doh no, it's legit like, <laughs> it's really helping me focus like watching the second trailer though of power rangers i I agree. I, I'm not seeing any of the nostalgia mm-hmm. heartstrings being pulled. It feels yeah. like, other than Brian Cranston as Zordon, mm-hmm. Bill Hader as Alpha, and Elizabeth Banks as Rita, I don't care. I don't think it's aimed for. Like, I don't think this movie is geared towards you guys. Like that's, 30, that's what I was trying to get around to. Oh, okay, I don't think it's aimed for thirty year olds. I think it's aimed for like eighteen year olds. Well, what I think, I think that, even younger than that. I mean, it feels right. very. You know, it feels like the main characters have a very juvenile aspect about them. Yeah, but mm-hmm. do the do kids even watch Power Rangers now, though? Yeah, it's still going on. Yeah, but it's not the phenomenon it was when we were kids. Well, probably not, but there's a lot of competition nowadays, even on fucking YouTube, of, like, guys opening toys and explaining what you get. Like, that's competition now. But I, I think the what I really wanted to say about it is that I agree it's not necessarily aimed at us, but it's aimed at us in a way to make us curious as to what they are doing with our like childhood. Spoiler alert, they're shitting on it. <laughs> <laughs> I will agree with that a little bit. Like Alpha 5 looking like a, a robot uh, reject from Transformers. Um, Bill Hader does, sounds awesome. 
as, as the voice, but the design is weird looking. It yeah. feels a lot like a Transformer trailer. Well, me. even Megazord like, looks like Optimus Prime. Yeah. Yeah, and like you can't really tell that those are different Zords coming together. Yeah, I mean you can kind of see the pterodactyl on the back, but mm-hmm. that's basically but it. See, I think I think they're kind of doing a disservice to the like the nostalgia group because I mean, you know, you guys know I love Harry Potter, but when we went and saw Fantastic Beasts, like it was a new storyline, but you could tell like it made you feel familiar. It made mm-hmm. you feel like you were right back there watching the original movies, where is you know it feels like or it's sounding like this isn't doing that for you guys it's well, not it's also it's not the same at all because fantastical beast was like a actual prequel set yeah. in the same universe this yeah. is a reboot mm-hmm. so it's it's gonna be its own thing but we were hoping me and mike at least and a lot of other people that it would be closer to the source material yeah where it seems really like they watched a few episodes of power rangers they were all doing magic mushrooms and uh they wrote this trailer yeah so it's it's only on the smallest scale do I feel like they really carried the heart over. Uh, Brian Cranston does look awesome yeah. as Zordon in the trailer. I will straight up give him that. And he even has that same, like, gravitas. Rangers. Well, the, like, it was great. Well, the problem with that, I think they're going to end up giving him that Godzilla treatment. He's going to be in and be fantastic for about 20 minutes, and then we'll never see him again till like, maybe the end of the movie. Uh, yeah, I... I I agree with you. I think that's totally going to happen. Do I want that to happen? No. No. I think it's going to be hard for them to travel a wall throughout the scenes of the movie. So I could see how he'd need to be stationary. <laughs> yeah, but uh, technically that that ship that he's in, it's a ship. They say in the trailer, it's a actual alien ship underneath the granite or whatever. Yeah. So like it's he could really fly out. I mean, he could, he could do some weird shit. <laughs> he could fly out, fly next to them. Let's go Rangers. Well, even then, I don't mean seeing him, but I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't, wasn't he able to talk to them through their helmet or like while they were in the field? Um, I want to say yes, but also alpha five did a lot of that. Did a lot of the talking. Yeah. Like Rangers, I need you to come back to the blah, blah, blah. Um, they could totally FaceTime with Brian Cranston wall. See? Uh, yeah. <laughs> they all just pull out their iPhones. <laughs> yeah. If they do that to this, I'm going to be pissed. If they do the right. Transformers treatment for this, where it's just like, here, hand me your BlackBerry phone. New from Verizon. <laughs> no, like, it'll, it'll just be a, a heads up display in that helmet visor. Start it. Yeah. Like, because I feel like Transformers went above and beyond in doing that kind of bullshit. Yeah, right. Like, anytime a car stopped, it was like, zoom the on the brand. Phone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if they do that shit, I'm going to be really, really angry. Um, but the last thing I really, really want to mention on this is the fact that you see Goldar in this new trailer, which previously, the only time you got to see him, it was a they kind of a toy leaked mm-hmm. out that showed what Goldar was supposed to look like. If you don't remember him from the show, he was actually like a giant monkey with wings um, who was really buff. A, a monkey, a winged monkey type thing. Yeah, and he was covered in gold armor. Well, this apparently... Yes, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it's all coming back now. <laughs> this apparently, he's just going to be a huge glob of half-solidified gold, which... Looks like a giant mound of shit. Yeah. If you, if you had a different... If you had a different filter on that, he would he would look like a giant mound of shit. Guys, it's just the trailer. Give it a shot. Maybe he is a monkey, and then they're fighting, and... Like Cal Drogo dumped a bunch of gold on his head. You sound like the 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 su- Trump supporters who were just like, <laughs> give him a chance. Give Trump a chance. No, as give someone who just watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers like two weeks ago, it's on Netflix, by the way. Um, I didn't know that. Let's do that. <laughs> I say give it a chance. I, I think this is just a trailer, just like we were saying with Old Man Logan. They may be showing us one thing, and then they'll show us something else whenever the movie comes out. No, But see, no. with Old Man Logan, I'm like, I'm going to be in that theater in March watching it. With this one, I'm just kind of like, yeah, maybe I'll watch it when it comes on TV. Like, Also, I was talking about them showing us in the trailer one thing, but there's so much not to like in the trailers. We'll see. In the Power Rangers trailers. So just real I mean, quick... It- Oh, sure. No, it's going to completely derail it. Okay. Oh, perfect. Stuff to it's, say. <laughs> it's an origin story. I say give it a chance. So what do you guys think about the uh, completely <laughs> sensibly designed female armor of the, the pink and yellow oh, ranger? Oh, yeah. Like, whenever I go to battle, I like to have my <laughs> boobs in so much like space. Like, flop around. 
that would actually pose some problems for me. Like, that's right? a legitimate safety concern for Nipple chafing. <laughs> so much nipple chafing in here. Well, I was saying, if it's free-floating and it has armor, you have a good chance of knocking yourself out. <laughs> I do. No one listening will get that. But. Well, <laughs> on a more serious note, yes, I have legitimate like problems with the female armor. Yeah, obviously over-sexualizing well, aren't her. Aren't they supposed to be like high school kids? Yeah. Like, well, if you see the actress has some pretty good knockers, but they're not like, oh, look, three feet out from my body. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, I don't understand why armor should accentuate Right. It's breasts. definitely got cleavage. It shouldn't. Like, that armor has cleavage. Like, that's not how boobs naturally rest. Well, and it's designed to draw your eye into her cleavage and right. her bosom area. Like, honestly, doesn't go to face. Goes to her boobs. Right, like, exactly. Yeah. Well, especially the way the, you know, the scene was shot. She just leaned back. Her tits are almost covering her face anyway. Right. Yeah, well, I just, I don't understand how costume designers aren't just like, I wonder if she would like to accentuate her tits or have extra armor in between them. Right, yeah. No. You know, like, right Stick over those her heart. Babies I wonder, there. is that an important place to be protected? I think Star Wars did it. You know, there's that meme where it's like, oh, I can't even tell it's female armor. It's like, it's armor. It's not supposed to be right. male I, and female. So, so, like, talking so you're about saying that... You know, just for Star anyone Wars who doesn't know, right. you know yes. Star Wars Force Awakens, Captain Phasma. Yeah. Look it up. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because uh, when I go to battle... I wear a sports bra and I strap those babies down. So yoga I went pants and some sneakers. Right? <laughs> They're as far down as they can go. So I don't need my armor to have like three foot bo- booby space. I, I just don't understand the, the need for it. And also, are they shooting for a demographic like Mike and I? Like in the, the almost 30s? Or like or, budding teen sexualities? Or younger? like <laughs> cause, Probably a bit from column A. Probably a bit from column B. <laughs> For like the under 13s, they have the toys. Then from the 13 to 18, they have the tits. And from the 18 to our age, they have the tits. They have the tits. (laughs) And And the nostalgia. There you go. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say they have the Is that why adults have to pay more at the movies? Because we Mm -hmm. get tits and nostalgia? Mm -hmm. Sure. It was a funny joke. It really wasn't. Sorry. I'm I'm going to. I'm gonna put crickets in there for you. No, <laughs> that's so nice. I may do that after every Melissa joke from now on. <clears throat> Would you please remove your podcast from the internet? It doesn't help the world in any way. You don't possess those skills. What a sad life way to express yourself to your peers. Mel suggested we record a promo for Barely Living the Dream, our podcast about independent filmmaking straight from the trenches. I suggested we read some hate mail, you know, to keep us humble. This one, I, this one uh, was I'm right out of the place for sure. free. Now, if I, I got to get this already half of this off, I can't tell what we're supposed to be. We talk about a movie that doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> Join us as we talk about making movies and living the dream. Barely. New episodes available every couple weeks. When we aren't on set. Only on the B&E Podcast Network. Available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and bmoviesandebooks.com. How do you think you guys sound like total fools? So in comics this week, um, there were a few things that I, I wanted to, to talk about. Uh, the first was uh, Image's new curse words, number one. What a fantastic book that came out of nowhere nowhere i had never heard of it before at all the only reason i picked it up at all is because there was a scotty young cover that had a uh nice little harry potter reference <laughs> and i thought that mario would like it and i was like oh, i'll pick like that it. up i'm digging it so it's it's the main character of the book uh in typical scotty young fashion he is magically pissing on a i don't know like it's just a bunch of Harry Potter clothes and like a Gryffindor scarf and well, and you've got it looks like you've got some other like you've got a pipe here and so it's all like your normal wizard tropes. I'm seeing yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, there's well, definitely where do you see Lord of the Rings in there. The pipe. pipe. And then this is kind of oh, like guess. this is, looks kind of like Gandalf's hat, and that's probably Merlin. I guess so. I guess all the wizard tropes that yeah. that we've had over the course of the last forever. Yeah, <laughs> forever. As a quick synopsis without really ruining anything, um, he is a wizard from another dimension is what I got. Yeah, it's, yeah. And he 
was sent here to destroy the earth by creating this really powerful spell. And apparently the spell took like a month to make. Mm -hmm. Um, He he was stuck in what, New York for a month? Yeah, I think so. And um, I actually, I don't know that he was stuck in New York. It looked like New York. But um, every comic's based in New York. Come on. So he's in the human world and he finds out, hey, it's not so bad here. No, like we're not all slaves. Like even the poorest of us can go relax and do what they want. They don't have to do what they're told. And he decides that he likes it better here. And he would rather be like a magician for hire mercenary hero person. Like uh, it's just the first issue. So it's kind of hard to, to tack down what he's going to be going forward, but he is not a nice person necessarily. Yeah, I get that, that he's not, he's not necessarily good or bad. It seems like he's kind of out for himself Mm -hmm. and self-interest is definitely the best way to describe him. Yeah. And it seems like some of his heroic actions aren't necessarily for the good of save. It's more, it's boosting this, Oh, he's this wizard among humans. This idea know. of him yeah. being powerful. Yeah. Yeah. This I persona get that. he's crafting. I think one of the breakout stars of this book, though, uh, is definitely Margaret. Yes. Hashtag Team Margaret. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, it's already a hashtag. Yeah. The book's been out since last Wednesday. So, Team uh, Margaret is the koala sidekick for the wizard. Um, Formerly Rat. Yeah. Like, whenever he first came over, she was kind of like a spy for him. And whenever he decided to stay, she was like, oh, well, since I'm helping you, do you mind turning me into this cute thing instead of a rat from New York? Cuteanimals.com. Yeah. Cute koala. So so she is now a intelligent koala that hangs out with him. Well, and I like, like, the background noise is it's, you know... It's pretty accepted. Like, uh, like at one point they're like, "Oh, his spokesperson, which is a talking koala," and it's like, uh-huh. they're just like, "Yeah, no, whatever, we'll go with it." Hashtag Team Margaret. Um, another comic book that um, I kind of wanted to talk about this this week is uh, the new Monsters Unleashed uh, miniseries from Marvel. Um, the first issue came out this past Wednesday, and I, Mike, I actually want to know what you think about it because you're friends with a lot of Marvel haters, and. On occasion, I am one of them because Marvel has has had recently this tendency, and it feels like there always has to be this sort of flip between DC and Marvel because Mar, at least in the movies, Marvel's been generally more lighthearted, and DC's mm-hmm. been real grim and gritty. And, yeah, and the comics lately has been the opposite. And Marvel's been heroes fighting heroes and all this stuff, and then. DC's kind of got back to basics with his, you know, heroes banding together for cosmic threats and all this other sort of thing. And Monsters Unleashed feels lighthearted, which is a real change for Marvel recently. It's like uh, superheroes versus kaiju, which is just fun. Yeah, and I think I think fun is the right word. It's fun. It's kind of campy, like the. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but Monsters Unleashed used to be a Marvel line in like 73 to 75. Okay. I don't know why I'm acting like I don't know that. I researched it. It's 73 (laughs) to 75. Um, But it was a Marvel imprint for a while, and it was all monster stories. So they're basically taking that and making it a a new line. Um, I don't know what they're going for. Like, I don't know why they decided to go for that. But it's enjoyable. Well, I mean, it, it didn't seem like a lot of the stuff they've been doing, at least with their main runs, have been working that well anyway. So maybe well, they just needed to change tack a little bit. This is, is a nice, like, pulp monster book with all the Marvel heroes that you yeah. love. I mean, where else are you going to see Spider-Man quipping while trying to you know, wrangle a giant monster? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or the Hulk <laughs> punching a giant Starro lookalike in the eye. So uh, you were talking about how Marvel's not doing great in sales. Unfortunately, despite the fact that you and I both like this, and maybe it'll it'll pick up steam over the coming weeks, but Monsters Unleashed opened up at number ten, uh, book wise for sales. Well, Marvel's not didn't even have one in the top five. Not at week. all. Yeah, I was I was just about to mention that. So this this opened at number ten on sales, um, but this is issue one of five of the miniseries. And uh, it, it's just fun and stress-free. Like, I couldn't have enjoyed it more. Yeah, it I was mean, just I mean, I keep saying fun. that, but I could have enjoyed it more. But it was good for what it was. Yeah, and at this point, that might be something they need. You know, get away from the um, 
especially the heroes fighting heroes. I'm I'm tired of that. Mm-hmm. It's been two full arcs of this. It, it's done. Just stop. And you never know who's actually friends with who anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for the next issue of Monsters Unleashed, and I'm hoping that more people who enjoyed that kind of pulpy 70s horror will jump on Yeah, in the coming months. Because this isn't like Civil War 2 where it's, you got to really understand everything that's going on. It's just... It's punching monsters in the face. Or Inhumans versus X-Men, where half people, half the people don't even know who Inhumans even are. Yeah, and it's all politics in the background yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I just want to see some superheroes fighting supervillains for a change. Yeah. What a novel concept. <laughs> Two versus three, nerds with beers and opinions. A podcast on the b Network, hosted by Cody O, Kyle Hodge, and Greg Moser. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and episodes available at iTunes, Stitcher, and <laughs> episodes available at the B and E Network. <laughs> <laughs> episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, <laughs> and Gigglefans. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and bmoviesandebooks.com. Okay, so moving on to politics, I don't even know what you guys want to talk about. There's so much to talk about. The this end has come. <laughs> Welcome to the beginning of the end. So it's what has happened? What has happened since last know. episode? Okay, so all last week they had the Senate confirmation hearings for Trump's appointees cabinet appoint- appointments. Uh, we We've heard- been doing those for two weeks now, haven't they? Yes. Well, I meant all last week was okay. The um, there was Rick Perry, there was Betsy DeVos, there was I'm totally blanking on his name. They've done Sessions, they've done Mattis, Munich, they've done Kelly Min- Munich. I don't know how to say Mnuchin. his last name. Mnuchin. Mnuchin. Okay. Right. So uh, those have been all over social media clips and highlights, especially from Betsy DeVos. She's goodness. I will so. say this about Betsy DeVos. I've seen people in the education industry field, whatever you call it, both sides of the aisle saying vote no on Betsy DeVos. Like she's not a good choice for education. She's an enemy of education. Yeah. And that's one thing that a lot of times I I haven't seen that bipartisan support one way or the other for his. But on that one, all the teachers I know are saying no. It's like I've seen people more or less support general mattis and i've seen people on both sides of the aisle more or less de- you know completely denounce devos De- De so yeah when well, you have a when you have you know bipartisan support one way or the other maybe listen to it mm-hmm. maybe we don't agree often but goddamn if it does it might be important yeah when we do it should be a sign like yeah. that somebody should wake the fuck up and pay attention even Marco Rubio got in on shredding a few of these appointees. Rubio was one of the few Republicans that was very anti-Trump. Right. Um, same thing with McCain. We're seeing some resistance out of McCain on, on some of the appointees. And I'm seeing well, a lot of Republicans turn on McCain. Mm-hmm. Because of it, yes. really. Yes, calling him a rhino. Republican in name only. I know what a rhino stand Our is. Our audience may not. Oh, well. Our audience needs to get fucking educated. <laughs> get woke. Get Get woke. <laughs> Well, and one thing, too, going back well, to McCain uh, is he's been very vocal about wanting to look into the allegations of Russian hacking and what they've done over the what they their involvement in the election was. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was good to see. Yeah. And I don't understand the Republicans who are OK with that. Well, I mean, okay leave it to the person who has been. They're OK with it. Leave it to the guy, the Republican who was captured and tortured by a Soviet backed regime to mm-hmm. be like, hey, maybe the Russians aren't great. Yeah. Well, I, actually, that was uh, that was what Marco Rubio was talking to that one appointee about. Um, it was Rex Tillerson. It's like, will you call Putin a war criminal? And and he couldn't lock him down. He's like, no. I, I, he didn't say no. He didn't he, say no. He said, I wouldn't call him that. I wouldn't phrase it like that. 
And then, then Marco Rubio Which is, was just like, okay, he used Scud missiles against civilians. Um, they completely torched this one town of 300,000 people ended up dying. And you still don't think Putin's a war criminal? I wouldn't call it that, which is business speak for this guy gives, makes me a shit ton of money. Yeah. What else happened? We had the appointees. Oh, we had okay, the so. inauguration itself, which was a um, shit show. Yeah. <laughs> kind of funny. Kind of sad. Mixture of both. I find it kind of funny. I find, I find it kind of sad. Got dreams in which I'm dying are the best stop. I've ever had. If I can't sing, what, what, what you can't sing. That's dreams in which I'm dying are the best I've ever had. What does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, it, what does that mean? He dreams of suicide. Dying is the best thing that could happen. It's time to fight now. So by now, our listeners know that the attendance was abysmal for the inauguration. And then we have the follow-up with the first Trump presidency press secretary announcement saying that it was the biggest ever and, and had, he also didn't take any questions during the first press conference no. he is described as he came out he berated the press and then he walked off and left with not answering any questions that's what i saw so this is the dictatorship that we're becoming well it's just you know i'm seeing like kellyanne conway making the circuit this morning she alternative facts alternative facts like her brain kind of tried to stop her from saying that because you can see she does a little twitch before she says it but it's she was malfunctioning her yeah. programming <laughs> was malfunctioning it couldn't Spin even bot malfunction yeah but you know it's just error 404 <laughs> synonym not found it's truth not you know found. they they keep Kellyanne Conway was trying to make the point, like, oh, what does it matter? She made a great argument for why inauguration crowd size doesn't really matter. But then in the interview with Chuck Todd, Chuck Todd's like, you guys are the ones bringing it up. Like, they're the ones they want to say, oh, it was the biggest ever, despite visual evidence that it wasn't, Mm -hmm. you know. It sounds just like Kim Jong-il's old propaganda it's like oh no we all of our citizens have so much food you know we have so much great stuff and it's like okay there are photos and videos and first person evidence i can see that kid's spine through his stomach right (laughs) oh god i mean i'm not gonna take it that far to say that on day one we're already kim kim jong no but that's that's the model that they're going after but it's definitely concerning that they want to come out and they want to give their narrative whether it's true or false or if anyone gives a shit yeah and it's you know and then they want to blame the press for making it an issue it's like no what's the issue is you keep bringing it up and you just want to say whatever you want to say about it whether you're pushing your truth yeah despite your truth being a load of bullshit yeah and chuck todd was like you make a great argument for why it doesn't matter so why then did they come out and lie about it he didn't say lie he kept using the word falsehood you know why did they tell these falsehoods in this first press set you know this first press briefing mm-hmm. and so yeah it seemed like he nailed her to the wall yeah i thought he did a great job but i mean she is very very agile at skirting around questions like she a greased pig yeah. i don't i don't know about agile because everyone knows she's doing it i would say more like bull in a china shop she just goes ahead like fuck what you're saying i'm going to say what i'm going to say no matter what and we're used to it now we mm-hmm. accept it because that's the new reality. Like, well, we, okay, Kellyanne Conway is going to stretch the truth. She's going to lie. She's going to omit some stuff from the evidence. Okay, so my big thing with Kellyanne Conway, though, is that she is a bullshit interpreter. The same way that, like, Luther was was Obama's ang- uh, la- fuck, anger, anger interpreter. interpreter. She is Trump's... Bullshit interpreter. Bullshit interpreter. I don't know if Except she's Except it's the other way around, though. She, he's saying what he means. Like... These people are terrible. Yeah. I hate the media. But she, like, oh, she, he doesn't she's mean that. She's a bullshit deflector. Yeah. She's very good about changing the subject and skirting the question. And if you're not paying attention to it... It sounds good. It sounds good. If you lack if, critical yeah. thinking. Well, I mean, if you're just... It, it's, it's something that you definitely have to sit there and pay attention and you know listen to the question being asked and engage with how her response here's the thing she doesn't give a shit what we think Mm -hmm. no this is she is completely playing to her audience she'll hit her buzzwords of media's lying she'll throw something about clinton or trust still why (laughs) because they don't clinton was the big republican boogeyman and now that she's 
pretty much dead. You know, Clinton at the inauguration was the first time I've seen her in an official capacity since she lost the election. Yeah. I know she's popped up once or twice since then. She did but in the woods. speech somewhere. Exactly. Yeah, she's popped up once or twice, but I mean, she yeah, she crawled out of the woodwork to it's like appear. Her political career is pretty much over. Yeah, and so was I'm pretty sure the Clinton Foundation is also going they, down. Yeah, they have like closed it up and. But see, one of the things about that Chuck, I I found that Chuck Todd Kellyanne Conway interview very kind of informative with not necessarily from them, but just in the way it was handled. And Chuck Todd made a comment at one point about saying like, the way I'm remembering it is he referred to it kind of being a ridiculous thing to tell falsehoods about, you know. And she seized on that word ridiculous. And man, she was in her element there. She was berating the media for, you know, calling the whole Trump administration ridiculous. And she blew it out of proportion. So it's like, I think liberals and Trump criticizers for the next four years, we have to be very careful how we say stuff because one even little word like that. And they're, they're in their element. You give them the next minute and a half to rant yeah, on we, CNN yeah. or whatever news then she, show they're on. she went on and she was telling Chuck Todd, you're not doing your job. Your job's not to have an opinion. It's to report the facts. And all of a sudden then what his use of the word ridiculous is obscured, you know, so it's. Which it's so funny because they'll sit across from a Fox News correspondent saying like, you know, liberals don't like America. And she's going, yes, that's right. All mm-hmm. liberals hate America. And she she doesn't she doesn't do the same kind of critical thinking analysis on that question. Yeah. And the, how ridiculous that question is. Confirmation bias. Yeah, uh, basically. Um, we're still talking about what's actually even happened. I think we haven't got to the big one yet. The we women's haven't. march. Yeah. The, the women's march was, of them all. <laughs> which is hilarious considering we just inaugurated a president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> well, I know here in Houston, it was the biggest gathering uh, for a protest or rally on the city hall steps in the history of Houston. Millions of women across the world protested Literally, Trump. across the world, all yeah. the continents. That's what Even I, was Antarctica. Say. I think one of the big numbers to seize upon is the fact that this hit all the continents, seven continents. Oh God, I hope there's seven continents. There right are. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was pretty sure there was. Oh, there was all those seven like, I said that very, very factually, and I haven't had to refer to how many continents there continents there are in a while. You were so. correct. You were correct. Seven continents. There are protests on all yeah. seven continents. As the day started, so it started in Australia. They have the first time zone for for the day. So starting in Australia, oh, these are, you know, we're in Melbourne, we're in Sydney, and watching all those pictures come in. And then as it swept across the time zones, you started seeing it everywhere. Spain, Latvia, Austria, Germany. We had actually a couple pictures from Russia. I saw a Women's March Nairobi. Kenya was one, uh, London, and it was just as the day went on and as the time zone swept through, I know I didn't say those in order, you guys get the idea, but as the time zone swept through, you saw global participation and then it came time for the US starting with the East Coast and then headed over to the West Coast and it was magical. I mean, it gave me full body chills. I wanted to cry just to see how many participated and they all had the same message of like women are here and we have something to say and you better fucking listen yeah and in full honesty i didn't go i wish i had gone but it was a bit outside of my comfort zone you know definitely and houston especially like with parking and not knowing if you're gonna be able to get out yeah something we had all that rain and it was supposed to be more rain in the forecast so like I feel like I'm making excuses, but all honesty, I'll be perfectly honest. It was outside my comfort zone, mm-hmm. but I wish I had gone because it was just amazing to see on my news feed as it unfolded. And one thing I was particularly proud to see, too, is there there wasn't violence. There wasn't destruction. You know, it was very peaceful. I saw a lot of engagement with the police from Houston supporters, you know, very high fives, handshaking, hugs. Even. Yeah. And I think 
uh, Mel, you had said you saw something that in D.C. there were no arrests. Of Not women. a single arrest. With 700 or 500,000 people, that's amazing. That is incredible. And so it really shows that we all have one unified message and it's not violence. It's not divisive. If anything, it's you need to realize what the world has decided and you guys need to get with the rest of the world yeah. and what we want to move towards. Well, and I feel like one of the critiques against the march is that people are not responding well to the thought of it being an anti-Trump march. But really, for me, it represented a lot more than just anti-Trump. Like, we've seen, since the election, a wave of policies coming and chipping away at abortion rights and other... Access to health care, Planned Parenthood funding. And I think this was more just women standing up and saying, look, we're going to stand up for what we have earned. We're not going to let it be taken away so easily. Exactly. Whenever they... Like, in Texas, there's a bill... To trying to get rid of equal rights ordinances across in major cities and municipalities and that affects women that affects i mean obviously every demographic but that's women standing up and saying no we won't accept a step back you can't give us that we will step forward and we will continue our forward progression that we had under the obama years can you give us a little bit more information about what the equal rights ordinances even are okay equal rights ordinances protects um protected classes which is um ability it's race it's gender uh it's gender expression um every city defines their own protected classes but it protects them uh under the law equally so if there's um that's bathroom access that's being able to go into a store and purchase something that's employment like that city can't um pay their males more than they pay their females they can't hire exclusively whites and um, ignore their black applicants they have to they can't fire somebody because they're pregnant they can't fire somebody because they're gay it's housing you can't be denied a rental for you know because you're gay or for being right so those are historically the more common problems that minorities have come across um job opportunities um I'm sorry. Correct me if I'm wrong. Atheists are also in there. It, it depends on the city. Each city gets to find what their own protected classes are. Some only include gender. Some only include LGBT. Some are more inclusive. Like, I know San Antonio has a pretty inclusive one because they include transgender. But a lot actually don't include um, atheism. They include religion, but they exclude atheism from being... So, equal rights ordinances just say these laws these laws apply to everyone equally and a lot of cities and states have their own past because there isn't one universal or i should say national equal rights ordinance that protects all of the protected classes that these cities extend to and that's a lot of what the march was and so whenever people go on and say oh they're just bitching because they lost the election uh, there were way more people marching than I'm sure voted for Hillary. It's not about Hillary losing the election. This is about uh, seeing the hateful rhetoric that Trump spewed throughout his presidency and then winning the presidency and us saying, okay, you're our president, but we're not going to accept that hate that you are spewing. We're going to protect all of our citizens. We're going to protect our friends, our gay friends, our Muslim friends, our Hispanic friends. Well, and in response to, you know, the... Texas had the fetal burial law and they had another one, I believe, um, chipping away at abortion access and had to do with a abortion cut off after six weeks. Oh, yeah. And Dan Patrick, our our lieutenant governor, said this is in response to the new administration. I'm paraphrasing, but that was basically what it was. He made a very clear statement like, oh, we have support from the top down this time, so we're going to pass everything that we want. Didn't they also try, aren't they also trying to pass basically the Texas equivalent of the uh, North Carolina transgender law? Yes. In Texas, the bathroom bill, when I can't remember, SB6, I think Mm -hmm. is what it is. Yeah, you're right. SB6. SB6. And it is saying that you have to use the bathroom that is the gender assigned on your birth certificate. Because who the fuck is going to check? Yeah. Well, and then are you supposed to carry your birth certificate certificate around with you in public everywhere? You don't? I, I don't actually. I don't so what happens when So what happens when a transgendered person is post-operational? No, that, no. If you have a full beard and you weigh like two hundred and sixty pounds of muscle, you're going in the ladies' room. 
Yeah. According you were, to this bill. If you were born with a vagina, it's on your birth certificate. So if you were born with a vagina, you have to use the vagina bathroom, which I assume is the ladies room. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's an atrocious bill. And that's one of the things that a lot of the women were marching for was LGBT rights and trans rights. Well, I'll never get to watch Bruce Springsteen now. God well, damn it. and another thing, too, is, you know, talking about this is you know dan patrick saying this is in response to the administration coming in you know donald trump himself he's talked about putting in supreme court justices that would that would overturn roe v wade so it's you know people the opposition to the women's march i'm seeing it's a lot of well what you know they're being ridiculous they're overreacting it's just a trump's presidency is trump gonna make you sit in the back of the bus is he gonna take away your right to vote no but if i get pregnant and i don't have access to an abortion and then i have a kid that i have to take care of that i wasn't planning on that i wasn't financially prepared for that my job wasn't set up to give me maternity leave for then yeah it's gonna have a huge impact on my life yeah but it's also just you know well you should have kept your legs closed (laughs) sorry Um, ready no you know one thing is trump was trump said after he won the presidency in the in an interview i think it was the first interview he did they were asking about it was he gonna roll back the protections for lgbt and take away um gay marriage and he was like no that's been decided it was it was decided by the supreme court last year so it's like that one's been decided and settled but roe v wade which was decided in the 70s that's up for debate now or that's up for being taken away so it's like this this isn't just out of nowhere this is in response to response to things the president has said and to things that have his administration has inspired absolutely yeah well i mean they're attacking absolutely everything that they can right now and because they think they're acting like they have a mandate which they don't have any anywhere close to a mandate no they're millions of votes off from that yeah but they keep saying that literally trump has said i have a mandate which i know that the man doesn't know what a mandate is i was about to say this makes me feel like the princess bride like you keep using that word i don't think you know what it means <laughs> yeah i mean he keeps he keeps saying that he's got a mandate but if you really look at it he just wants to do what he wants to do and he wants to say that it's supported well, and one of the things is the criticisms of, you know, the protest of the people speaking out is they're saying, oh, well, the man hasn't been in office yet. He hasn't done anything. But it's like that's ignoring the all the actions inspired by it. You know, Absolutely. there's a lot more than just what the Trump presidential administration is doing. And mm-hmm. I think that's what I don't really like seeing the Women's March classified as a march against Trump. Like, I felt like it was a lot more broad than that and it was a lot more far-reaching than just this one man i agree and if you say it's about trump you're being intentionally ignorant yes because the information is out there all you have to do is read the signs from the protesters all you have to do is read their mission statement and there are plenty of people that are just like oh they're just bitching because they lost the election like no sir you need to read a little bit more than what fox news tells you to one of their strategies for, for keeping public attention away from the, the horrible things that they're doing. Because not only did the things you were talking about happen this week, they were all very big things that we need to talk about, but Trump's very first day in office, not only did he sign some executive orders to ease the burden of Obamacare, which... we don't know what the fuck that what means. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but he also apparently didn't provide ASL uh, sign language interpreters... For deaf people who attended the inauguration. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that well, also, they backed out of the TPP, which, honestly, I don't mind. So let's not exactly say everything he's doing is terrible. I don't want to defend him, but... He also cut funding for... He cut the National Endowment of the Arts, which cuts PBS and NPR. Which Republicans have been trying to do that forever. They don't. Let's not say that's exclusive to Trump. That's they must not clearly must not have watched the last season of Sherlock because it was phenomenal <laughs> and they can have all my money if it means more Sherlock. No, we have to eat, sweetheart. But isn't Sherlock on BBC? Oh, it starts on PBS and then it gets rebroadcast it, on BBC. Yeah, it, it's part. It's a masterpiece theater uh-huh. production. So it but it airs in the U.S. on PBS. And didn't PBS. Um, they decide they were going um, to draft something saying that the U.S. was going to withdraw funding from the U.N.? 
Uh, that's actually a bill that has been okay. filed in the U.S. Congress. And I have heard that that gets filed every session and it never gets more than a couple votes. So hopefully that's true, but I haven't looked into that specifically. I okay. just heard it. The good news is that after this Women's March, I have seen way more organization. And I even started seeing posts today talking about, okay, who's filing to run against this Republican um, in 2018? Do we know anyone who's interested in filing yet? And this is what I'm finally happy about. This is why I've been saying for a little while that I'm happy that the Trump's finally getting inaugurated. It, the liberals for... <laughs> From election till now, the liberals are like been more or less grasping at straws. Oh, the, the Russians did this. Maybe we can keep him from getting elected. Oh, this happened. He shouldn't be elected. Okay, he's in the fucking office. Time to stop crying, and you know it's time for us to fight. I agree, and that starts with running for elections. Yeah, I don't I mean, want to see a single blank Democratic <sighs> slot on a ballot ever again. No, I mean, and it starts. We can't just say. We get a new president and everything will be better. It starts locally, you know, and then we, you know, flip, let's say our state blue, Woo. which is, is vastly becoming a swing state. I, I am very surprised how close the uh, presidential election was between Trump and Clinton in Texas. We were purple for about three seconds. <laughs> right. It was glorious. It was. I when, took a screenshot. When results first started coming in, we were ahead by like a thousand votes. <laughs> but so and then it travels up not to 2020, but 2018, the midterms. Absolutely. That is huge. Like 2018 is really what people need to focus on. And I think it's so easy. I mean, it's People don't care. It's not the shiny election. It's the mm-hmm. one that people don't really pay attention to. So That's it's where easy. the work gets done. Which is odd to me because uh, for midterms and, and everything but the president, they pretty much do popular vote. Yeah. So all these people complaining like, oh, he's an illegitimate president because he lost a popular vote and he only won because the, of, of the archaic electoral college. They don't turn out mm-hmm. for whenever there's all these other people that affect us yeah up for office and one thing too is it's like okay so you don't like trump as president we got him for four years you gotta deal with it but you could put a major roadblock in his way in Mm -hmm. 2018 by voting in democratic senators and democratic congress people and on on a more local level governor governor is up in 2018 we need to fucking pay attention to that yeah two years ago people were just like election day what's happening on election day what kind uh, of election is it? Because only, only the top person in our state government. Yeah. And we got Abbott and Patrick. Fuck. But. <laughs> well, hopefully Trump being in office will give us an enemy that everyone will coalesce. Well, we had to, to take. Fight. A, God help us. We had to take a page from the Republicans' book, and you know, Obama gets elected, and then. The Republicans hit the fucking ground running mm-hmm. and put a major roadblock in front of them in the midterms. Mm-hmm. We have to do the same thing. Yeah. I, honestly, I think that's that's all we have time for. I, I know there's more to say, that's but fine. and I think for us, we're preaching to the choir. Like we're all active. We stay active. I know at least I am involved with registering voters and informing voters and block walking and phone banking so that's something i think everyone needs to reach a little bit out of their comfort zone and get more involved make sure Mira. that this happens you know <laughs> everyone just lo- turned and looked at me mm-hmm. <laughs> i glanced uh <laughs> attend a local democratic club meeting uh get register deputized to register voters uh, and let your neighbors know when bills are coming up and call your senators that is something i'm gonna say that like there's more I could have done. You know, I didn't block walk. I didn't I didn't even donate money, you know, to I'm, any of the campaigns. Like And you don't you have know, to. There's no, enough to do yeah. where you don't have to donate yeah. money. But I'm saying like I'm I'm inspired to do more. I'm taking the what I felt at the loss of Clinton, you know, the victory of Trump. Like I'm taking that and I'm I'm pushing myself to do more, to be more engaged, to be more, you know, out there and fighting back against what I don't want to see my government doing. I mean, that's really why you have two options here after what's happened. You can either be defeated, curl into a ball, and 
let them run roughshod over our country, or you can get off your ass and fight. And for me, there's not really a choice here. As Professor Mad-Eye Moody would say, constant Constant vigilance. And with that, um, you can always follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerds on the left. Twitter at nerds on the left. Um, What else are we on, ladies? Instagram. Instagram. Uh, Nerds on the left. I'm pretty sure we got a G plus page somewhere, but you know, we don't update that shit. Got just like MySpace. everyone who's got one. <laughs> so we're going to be on Tumblr next. We are on Tumblr. We're oh, fuck on, me. We're yeah. going to be on Tinder. <laughs> we are on. Fuck me for real. We are, we are on Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> that said, would be awesome. I said Tinder. <laughs> Can we do that? No. You're not. Mike, go ahead. Hey. <laughs> Mara, you go. <laughs> you go, girl. Hey. <laughs> for Nerds on the Left, I'm Rodney. I'm Mara. I'm Mike. I'm Melissa. Keep it nerdy. I'm a strong, independent woman. I don't need you to come to the movies with me. I I love my strong, independent woman. (laughs) It's like, go see your shit movie. I'll stay at home, play video games. The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network, brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.